Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I coach and help hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313 Radical now. That's area code 313 Radical, and ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month. What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms. What to do when she has left the home with or without the children. What to do when you are divorced but didn't want it. Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live. The podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. And moreover, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court. And with Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day. While also helping me understand marriage and courting, not dating, in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 119th episode, the Holy Lover series continues with how to save my marriage. Now, a wife has given up. And today we uncover gift 21. And this is the second part of that gift. Plus answering live calls from you. So get in the queue, get in the queue to get your marriage questions answered at 313-RADICAL or call from the call your browser at Colin Studio slash Radical One. So get in the queue for some resolution to your marriage confusion. And quote of the day. Quote, in sex, the male adores the female. In love, the man and woman together adore God. End quote. Venerable Archbishop Funjay Sheen, book three to get married. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern for some resolution to your marriage confusion. Okay, so let's get started here in sunny Indianapolis, Indiana. <laughs> Woo, boy. You guys in Florida and L.A. and California and Tahiti and all of that stuff, you know, that must be nice to wake up every day and have the ocean going and kicking and, and you know, you're near the ocean and stuff or you can get to the beach in a half hour or 10, 15 minutes or something. But here in sunny Indianapolis, Indiana, 
you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> and so today, our radical rant is how to save my marriage when my wife is giving up 10 tips to remove selfishness during the marital embrace. And today, that is gift one, which states a holy lover must at all times sacrifice his wants, desires, and needs for that of his beloved during the holy caress. And that being said, in the queue, if you uh, have issues with that, um, basically any kind of uh, intimacy problems, intimacy outside the bedroom, intimacy inside the bedroom, we're answering all those questions today. And you must realize that intimacy inside the bedroom, I mean, outside the bedroom is just as important as intimacy outside the bedroom. Women must be prepared. You just can't be like, hey, let's go, you know, um, because that doesn't work. Um, because we're trying to have our wife to get fulfilling, fulfilling intimacy, not just quickies. Quickies waste your time, right? So now, why is the marital embrace about God, about your wife, and not about you? And so we covered these things a little bit um, on Friday. Man, that weekend went quick, did it? Didn't it? Man, I was like, yeah, this is going to be good. Nice little three days off. But man, it, it happened so fast. I only remember it almost. <laughs> uh, so what is, why is the marital embrace about, why is the marital embrace about God, about your wife, and not about you? Well, that's real simple, is that in order, um, making love is about God. Why? Because of, you need the grace from God to, to uh, keep your marriage the way it's supposed to be, to keep it peaceful. And that includes the marital embrace. And one of the, um, one of the things we're going to talk about today is kind of why God is important um, for the marital embrace, too. Um, it's not something that you just not lightly remember God created sex, and that's why it's important. Um, God created sex not just for procreation. People focus on that a lot because everybody, you know, we want to tell women, well, you know, you're supposed to have these kids, and this is what God wants. And but you know what? If I was a woman, I'd get tired of that one too. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> if I was a woman, I'd get tired of that too. Okay, can I just have sex? Can just have fun? Sometimes, why does it always have to be like for purpose? <laughs> so, but but really, um, the third reason for marriage is the unity of the spouses, which is what the marital embrace. Okay, so the marital embrace is very very important. Uh, the next question that we're going to cover a little bit is how do I sacrifice my wants, desires, and needs for that of my beloved during the marital embrace, and um. And that is what we're going to go over today. Um, more, we're going to give you action steps. We've covered the first five on uh, Friday. We're going to cover the other five today. But basically, um, you don't really, you, you, you check your ego at the door. And once you realize that the depth of intimacy that comes when you explore your wife instead of just in, in understanding what she needs to have a fulfilling intimacy with her husband, then you your whole mindset about about sex changes. It really does. Then when you bring God into it, it's even way better. Um, and so that's why, because men, the reason why I say this is men, we could be basically satisfied really quick. I mean, it takes what five, 10 seconds, and we done, blah, blah, blah. But women ain't like that. And I'm sure God set it up like that for a reason, but to but I, I, I kind of understand why it's so that men and women, husbands and wives can explore each other and take time and, and really love each other and understand what each other is about. Um, and then that right there in itself is really worth it. Okay. And not just that, our wife, she uses that as a bonding mechanism to, to know that we love her, to know that we love her truly and that we're not using her. As an uh, as a as a fork, a knife, or a spoon, as an object, and that's how women really know that their husbands really love them. It's actions. Actions is what's important. Not really, um, not talking. Talking gets us in trouble anyway. <laughs> so next, the last one before we go to break is how do I learn to speak more comfortably about sex with my wife? Oh man, I I, I'm a, I bring this up a lot um, doing podcasts and stuff because. People, men, husbands and wives have to start learning how to talk about sex 
so that so that they get comfortable with it. You know, one of the things that can cause um, resentment in marriage really, really fast is 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 the marital embrace and how it it uh, and 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 things like that. And I know for men, if if we get turned down. We'll go, okay, once or twice is cool, three or four times maybe, but when it becomes a habit, it starts to build a resentment, like, what am I doing? And then they don't say nothing. They just go, I don't feel like it tonight. Who cares? After a while, the husband goes, I don't care if you feel like it. (laughs) I don't care. I mean, you ain't been feeling like it for two weeks now. (laughs) Shoot. You know? And that is is why it's a mortal sin to deny your husband the marital embrace. It's a moral sin to deny your wife the marital embrace. Why? Because people get lazy, especially women. Because they get lazy when it comes to sex, and then they get in this habit of, well, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. I don't want to. I didn't work all that. Blah, 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 blah. And after a while, even God don't care. You know, your duty as a wife is to, is to, is to make love to your husband and to show him you care too. It, it it makes no sense that men have to always be the ones to. I know it's the way it's set up, but it's still it, it it gets tiring as a man to like every time we gotta be the ones to go and charge your head and like okay we've got the ones to 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 initiate sex and to to make everything special and to make the the environment right. It's gotta be perfect and all that stuff. That's cool most of the time, but every now and then it'd be nice if, you know, we get some stuff too, you know, and that's what loving and giving is as a wife that, hey, you know, my husband, he's been a good husband to me. Women look at sex different than men too. Like a wife would give you sex just because you've been a good boy. You know, men, we don't think about sex like that, but women, they do. Well, he's been a really good boy. He's been good to me. He takes care of us and the children. You know, he deserves a little loving tonight. That's kind of how they think. Not all the time, but they think like that, you know. Um, And for us, man, we don't think like that. We're like, look, okay, my hormones are raging. You're looking good. Hey, (laughs) you my wife. I'm your husband. (laughs) You know, let's have a good time, right? And that's okay, but... As a normal, it's important that we understand, we look at the marital embrace from God's point of view, from our beloved's point of view, uh, from our, and from our, and from our, as well as our own point of view as a husband. And then you'll see, man, it will all come together better, okay? Um, in our last series, we discussed clues that a wife may want a divorce, um, I gave you 33 clues to help you understand your marriage may be or definitely is in trouble and how to avoid it. Matter of fact, I'm doing some shorts on YouTube right now of the 33 of them where I split it in the, the video into 33 and I just do like 33 of um, of the things and, and put the shorts out there. So you can just see like one like one minute <laughs> or 30 seconds of uh, of the short of the, the video. And if you want to watch the longer video, you just click on it and you can watch the whole thing. But we've got to understand clues when our wife is unhappy clues that, that our marriage is going downhill. And then we've got to understand how to fix it. And so that's what that whole series is about. But this series is more on the positive, trying to help you understand how to get your marriage to flow, right? How to keep it from going into marriage crisis or so marriage crisis is what, Marriage crisis is I want a divorce. Marriage crisis is I want a separation. Uh, I want space. Uh, I don't want to have sex. Marriage crisis is you know um, I'm divorced. I'm in, I'm I'm filing for annulment. These kind of things. Um, and so in order to keep you out of that, that's what this series is really about. If you're already in marriage crisis and you're listening to this, this will help you understand some things that you can do to start making things better before you get some serious help. And when I say serious help, I mean, you're going to have to pay some money and you're going to have to do some hard work because if you're in marriage crisis, um, you can't get out of that by yourself. Now, you're going to pay somebody, the lawyer, you're going to pay your wife, you're going to pay somebody. And the main thing is, but you, the, the people, the, the main thing men don't understand is the hard work that's involved. We let our marriage get down so bad and then all of a sudden our wife wants to leave or divorce us. And all of a sudden we're trying to fix everything really quick. And we don't really realize that we, we, we didn't do anything for like 20 years 
And then when we realize it takes a lot of work to get it back, then guys, you know, they it's hard for them, you know. But the the thing about it's like it's like purgatory, right? It's like hell in heaven. Either you're gonna pay now or you're gonna pay later. If you're gonna be a saint now, or you're gonna get it burned off you in purgatory. Or if you can't get that together, you're gonna go to hell. It really, it's not really burning. It's just you're gonna be burning for eternity. You know, um, in order to get to hell, I mean, in order to get to heaven again, remember your soul must be pure, and that is why you suffer on earth now, so that you have less time in purgatory. And maybe if you're one of the saints and you're lucky, you get to go straight to heaven to be in the beatific vision with God. And really, man, that's how marriage is. Marriage is designed. It's great and it's wonderful and the payoff is awesome, but it's it's like this thing that people think that God accepts us who we, for who we are, and that's not true. Marriage is designed is to chip your imperfections off of you. As a what well, as a husband, you you know, in 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 marriage, your wife is going to chip the imperfections off of you, and you're going to chip the imperfections off of her. And if you don't, it's going to get hard sometimes. But once you start doing that, the more you chip and chip and chip each other, the more holy you become, the more better the marriage becomes, the better your family becomes. If you as a wife try to stay who you are, if you as a husband try to stay the way you are in marriage, then guess what you're going to do? You're going to file for divorce. You're going to file for divorce because you don't understand marriage and you don't understand that it is the couple's job to get each other to heaven. And but people don't really understand that thing is supposed to be happy all the time, which it can be. But that's after you start, you, you get the imperfections off the other one. And then that's when your marriage starts to become really great. Okay. Um, in the Holy Lover series, I give husband solutions in case they didn't heed my warnings in the clues. My wife wants a divorce series or a husband has come to this podcast after that series and needs help in getting out of marriage crisis. I also uh, make a bold Claim that these 33 gifts will satisfy and fulfill your beloved wife forever if embraced. I must also be completely transparent and honest that a husband cannot do these 33 gifts on his own and expect to completely fulfill his wife. He needs help and marriage coaching help to be exact. Why? Because he needs help. God is in the act of building many habits to achieve this greatness. And you can achieve greatness. Marriage is the harsh relationship on this earth to, to get great. But the battle for greatness is always 10 times worth the struggle. In the Holy Lover series, How to Save Your Catholic Marriage When Your Wife Is Given Up, 33 gifts that will satisfy her forever will help and they work, but it's always require a husband to be a man of action. And if you are want to be a holy lover, which means you strive to be a great husband, a great father, uh, and a great man of God, this is kind of this this series is kind of what pushes you in that direction. So it's time to get in warrior mode. Time to get in warrior mode. Satan has our wife, and to do combat, we must don our armor, lift our shield, and sheathe our sword. Remember, if you're in marriage crisis, your battle is against you and Satan. It's not against you and your wife. And many people, many men forget that, and then they get everything confused, and then they start getting upset with their wife and trying to argue with her and fight with her. And you know what? Your wife just wants to be happy. She just wants the pain to stop. We've got to remember that the reason our wife, if we're in marriage crisis, the reason she wants time, she wants separation, she wants uh, uh, wants a divorce, is because she's just trying to get the pain to stop. And you are the easy target as a husband. Why? Because you're there every day. The promise was you're supposed to make her happy and put her number one. And somehow over time, over the years, you kind of forgot that, which is not all of your fault. You didn't you got distracted, didn't pay attention. And then your wife now to you, this is all new that I can't believe she wants space for me. I can't believe this. I work hard every day. I, I do all these things. And can't she see all the all the love I've given her? But women, they don't look at it like that in their eyes it's your job to go to work every day it's your job to work eight 12 hours whatever you whatever you do that's your job but your job is also to make time for me your wife every single day to make so that i know that i'm not in this marriage for nothing okay and so today again we cover holy lover gift 21 which states a holy lover must at all times sacrifice his wants desires and needs for that of his beloved during the holy caress okay 
So the only thing I have to say is, will you cooperate? Will you listen? Will you try your best to embrace? Remember, I said try your best to forget everything that you've ever learned about the marital embrace, about sex, um, and um, up until this point, because that stuff don't work. Matter of fact, it, it, it creates it creates about a wall in between you and your wife. And if we don't understand how to get rid of it, then we get what we get which is called marriage crisis. So I will be back in a second. Stay with me. We're going to hit these, these uh, 10 things on how to uh, get you to understanding what the marital embrace is about a better understanding, not a complete understanding, but it's a journey, right? So with that being said, bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Okay, okay, okay. So now we're going to go into the action steps to help you defeat selfishness and become a man of sacrifice during the marital embrace, which will ignite the fire, desire, devotion, and passion from your beloved wife. We will cover the first, the second five today because we did the first five on Friday. And so let's get going. How to defeat selfishness. So the first five, I'm going to cover them really quick just to, uh, as a, you know, as a re- as a uh, review, but then after that, we're going to get deep into the other five. So the first number one, sacrifice number one is to die to self. Die to self means just like it means to God. People don't really realize that when God does not accept us who we are, if we stay as we are, why we can't stay how we are because of the fall. So how in the heck can God accept us how we are? That's impossible. We have to conform. So when we conform to God, we become holy, we become worthy of heaven, and the same during the marital embrace. When you conform to the rules of the marital embrace, of you don't think about your wants, desires, and needs before that of your wife, all of a sudden you conform, then all of a sudden you chip away, you die to yourself, and the marital embrace becomes something special, and you and your wife will become the best of lovers, and that is what it's supposed to be. Sacrifice number two, you as the husband are the server. You are commanded by God to to protect, defend, and serve. And one of the ways you serve that third mission is, again, you must, um, outside the bedroom, love your wife. Sure, you care about her. Inside the bedroom, you pray her priorities, number one, is always. And that right there will understand that you are the server. Be a joyful giver. Be a joyful giver, okay? Your wife is the receiver, so it's your job as the husband to be a joyful giver, which is a server. Sacrifice number three, seek only the desires, wants, and needs of your beloved. I mean total reckless abandonment. Focus all your sexual power on her, holding nothing back, okay? And what that means in a nutshell is longevity, because if you put your wants, desires, and first need, you're going to do what? You're going to lose control, and the sex session is over. So who did you serve? You didn't serve her. Because it's over now, um, you only served yourself as a man, and we cannot allow that to happen. Sacrifice number four, kill our ego. As a man, of course, we have pride, but our ego, we can never allow, allow our ego to get in the bedroom, getting upset with our wife. Well, she won't do this and she won't do that. This is why, as a man, you got to learn how to have a conversation with your wife outside the bedroom about the marital embrace. 
We don't wait till we inside the bedroom trying to get have trying to make love and stuff and then get an attitude when our wife don't do what we want them to do. So what we got to do is we got to solve all. Remember, remember what I said? The game starts outside the bedroom. The game don't start in the bedroom. If you wait to get in the bedroom, you already lost. Okay. Next um, problem uh, gift sacrifice number five: making love is an art. This is one of the. This is one thing that if you don't know, if you don't have a real art, like you're not a great, you're not an architect, you can't sing, you can't play an instrument, you're not a great sports person. But every man on the earth can learn how to be a great world class lover. You just have the desire, must have the desire and the want to do it. To not let your ego get involved between you and your wife. Understand, making love is an art. And you can do it. Once you understand that it's an art, what you will do is you will try to mold you and your life's lovemaking into what you, what she needs, what God needs. And all of a sudden you look up and as I said, you two are become great lovers um, and you get the grace from God. So that's the first five. Now, real quick, we're going to hit the next five. And that starts with sacrifice number six. Remember, each time you make love, you are renewing your wedding vows, okay? Refuse to forget this fact. As the Venerable Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen says, it takes three to make love. You, your wife, and God, the divine lover. Marriage is special. It's a sacrament. It's sacred, which means when you get married before God, that what happens is you automatically get this influx of grace to help to help your marriage survive. Okay, this is why people who get married on the beach, people who get married in, in a boat, uh, people who get married, you know, it, that's why the Catholic, that's why there's a church. You must get married inside the church. Why? So that God is present. This is where we God wants it. God is present. And so when he's present, when you get married, you you, your wife, and you and God become one, and you are it's your beloved, right? And so you get this grace from God automatically. Okay. That's why if a person, if you're in the Catholic Church and you want to get married outside, you know, like on the beach or something, you got to get special permission from the bishop for that. Why? Because <laughs> the church knows what it's doing. Christ knows what he's doing. You know, it takes, even though we get an influx of grace when we first get married, it is up to the man and the wife to maintain that grace, which means what? We must stay in, in grace with God, right? We must stay in union with God. We must go to confession. We must go to mass. We must not commit mortal sin. We must make sure that we stay in grace, right? Um, why We must serve our wife. We must serve our husbands, Okay, and if if we and if we do that, then what will happen is we'll keep getting the grace. The marriage will last longer. It will go forth into forever. Okay, um, God chose to raise marriage to this level. Why? Because He wants to make sure we understand how special marriage is. The marital embrace and children. You made a vow before God. Again, remember this: your marriage, your promise of marriage, is the most important signature. You've placed on a piece of paper in your life as a husband, you must rise up. Okay. Don't ever forget that when you and your wife make love, this is why prayer during the marital embrace is so important because you unite, you get that grace from God, you unite you. It's like I said, the quote, it takes three to make love you, your wife and God. And once you realize that you knew you renew your marital vows during the marital embrace. And what happens is you get that grace that you're supposed to get. Ooh, number seven. So sacrifice seven, your wife, your wife is giving you a gift, the doorway to her very soul when you guys make love. Okay. It's not a joke. It's not playing around. This is why mindset during sex is so important. And you cannot focus on you. If you focus on you, of course, as a husband, you know how men are, will screw it up and we can't allow that. Okay. So, again, the marital embrace is, is our wife, is the doorway to her soul. Over the decades, men have forgotten this fact. We forget how precious our wives are. We forget what's between their legs is more than an instrument of pleasure for us. Her decision is a gift each time. She's given her soul, her complete self. The love she offers is sacred and special. And remember, okay, we've got to remember that. 
I know a lot of times we have pressure at work. We have pressure in our lives. And a lot of times we make love just to relieve pressure of, of our daily lives. But that is not how God wants our love making to be. He wants our love making to be of service to him. And, and why do I say in service to God? Why? Because when you and your wife make love, that is that is you, you grow together, you become bonded, you you have a great marriage, and you 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 the emotional connection grows. And so, what does that do? That spreads to your children. You have children, and then when your children are here, your children see the love that you have between you and your wife. And then what happens is that spreads to the rest of the community. People see what a great marriage you have, and all of that. People don't really understand, again, how great and important that their marriage is to the world. Because because we're selfish. Because we are selfish. We only think about ourselves. Like wives who leave their husbands and their husband hasn't beat them or hit them or is not messing around on them. That is really not a reason for separation. It really is not. But women do it anyway because they feel their husband's not listening. And I understand that. I really do. If he ain't listening, you can try to talk to him 5,000 times. It's been 5, 10, 15, 20 years, and he ain't listening. Of course, a woman feels her only recourse is to move, is to get away from him because he's causing her pain. I understand that. But the thing that they don't understand is, of course, women in their emotional state, they take things too darn far. The man is fixing himself. He's working on himself. He's proved that he has changed and that he that he loves her and how to be a, a better man, and then she still let her pride in the way and not giving her husband the chance that he needs to, to rectify the problem. And that's where the church comes in. That's where God comes in. If you say you love God as a woman, you if your husband fixes his faults, you are bound, duty-bound as a wife to give that man another chance to rectify and fix the problem. All right? And so what does that mean? That means that that's going to that's going to take you taking a chance. That's going to be sacrifice. That's why women get your butt on your knees, get in the church and you you petition God and you pray, you petition God to change the heart of your husband and stop bitching and whining about your husband ain't doing this. My husband ain't doing that. Because as long as you sitting there bitching and whining, that means you ain't doing nothing. You ain't doing nothing. If your husband's not the man you want to be, what you do is you petition God for that. Unite your suffering with Christ and ask Christ to change, to send the Holy Spirit to change the heart of your husband, to make him a better husband, the husband you need. And that, that's what I call about chipping away. You know, if you're sitting there bitching and whining as a wife, but you're not, you're not in prayer, guess what they're doing? You're, you're, you're. God is making the pain hard for you so that you will listen and you'll get on your knees and start praying for your husband. The right way. OK, and, and it's the truth, man. It's the truth. It, I, it, you know, one of the one of the greatest things I heard, of, I think a priest, I heard somebody say is, uh, you know, don't be sitting. If you ain't willing to if you ain't willing to do something, if, if there's a problem and you don't have a solution to it, don't even bring it up. Why sit there and bitch and whine about something you ain't going or you're not willing to help find a solution. Keep it to yourself, you know. And with women, if you would just talk to your husband, I'm like, okay, I understand. I'm I gotta leave because he ain't acting right. But once you leave, then you now you gotta start having serious conversations with your husband to let him know what he's done and all the stuff. You can't be. I, I I tell you, I can't tell you how many wives clients I have. Their wives will tell. He'll say, "Well, what did I do? What did I do?" I don't know what you did. I didn't told you 500 times what you did. Okay, well, I I, I realized I wasn't listening. <laughs> I re I'm sorry. I, but now I'm listening. Can you please tell me what, I, what I'm doing wrong so that I can figure out how to fix it? I got a marriage coach now, and he's trying to help me. And so tell me what I'm doing so I can fix it. I told you what you did. I'm tired of telling you. Okay. Basically, what that means to me is you don't know. That's what that means to me. If you can't, if you, if you as a woman, you can't sit there and intellectually tell somebody, tell your husband who is the father of your children, who you chose to marry for the rest of your life. If you can't tell him what he did wrong, then who's the one that's messing up too? You messing up a case and he's messing up because he can't fix them if he don't know. Right. 
So that's when, 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 when guys enter my program, we have one-on-one sessions. And so we focus specifically on his marriage for that hour every week. And so what we do is we figure out what you did and how to fix it and how to get things going. And then eventually the wife, she'll get mad enough and she'll go off on him because he's being so nice now. And he's, he's changing as a man and she's getting frustrated because, you know, she's getting frustrated because he's not doing the stuff he was doing before. So finally she comes out and says, well, you did this, you did that, you did this, you did that. And I tell men that is golden. You always listen to that stuff. That's great that she finally told you. Okay. So that being said, understand that the marital embrace, when your wife, most women who are upset like that, they are what we call, I, I have to say it, we call sexually frustrated. Men, we, we have, this is why you have to learn how to, how to properly make love. And I can't tell you how many men that come to me, oh, well, you know, that ain't the problem. Sex ain't the problem. It ain't the problem. It is the problem. It's one of them. It's the, one, it's the second most important thing in your marriage. Your wife hates you. She feels you don't love her. So why sex ain't the problem? Yes, sex is the problem. <laughs> it's the problem, dude. Why? Because sex bonds you. It lets your wife know how much you love her. Okay? And so we can't, you know, guys, I know our ego is, is damaged when it comes to the marital embrace. I know that. But you have to, you know, one of the things that if you're going you're gonna to get help, and you're going to change and be the husband your wife needs and the man God created you to be, it's important that we learn to get our ego out the way and become humble and, uh, and look at ourselves in the mirror because if if all if the things weren't the problem, then why are you in marriage crisis? Why is your marriage mediocre? Why is it not even, it has no fire and desire and passion in it? Why can't, or why can't we, me and my wife communicate, talk about anything? It all stems from sex is communication too. It is. It's silent communication. It lets your wife know that you truly love her. Because if, as a man, if you are making love to your wife and you lose control too early, which is called premature ejaculation, then over the months and the years and, and the decades, your wife starts to think that you are selfish. And if you are selfish to her, that means you what? That you don't love her. See, man, you've got to understand how women think. They women ain't gonna tell you that you're a bad lover. They they don't roll like that. Ninety nine percent they don't roll. Why? Because they love you. They don't want to hurt your feelings. Or if they think that you're a bad communicator, and she tries to have a conversation with you about your sex life, she figures you're gonna go off on her and get mad when you start when she starts telling you that that things ain't quite the way that she needs them to be. And uh, and, uh, and and to be fair to a man. A lot of times he don't even know he don't even know himself. And another thing, women don't know themselves what they really need. So this is why it's important that you try your best to reach to find out what the problem is. Okay. Next, sacrifice uh, number eight of how to be a man of sacrifice um, in the bedroom, not be selfish, is never lose your cool jack ejaculate before your wife has experienced her first climax. So basically her sexual peak. Okay. We just kind of talked about a little bit. Um, another lost art is today we are selfish. We know it and our wives know it. Sure. We pretend like we aren't, but we are. Many of us have no idea how to last longer in bed, how to reach even 20 minutes, an hour, two hours before we experience meltdown over the years, the inadequacy uh, can get worse. The older we get, other, our other problems arise. Our stamina, our performance. Remember what I said earlier, sex is important. Sex is important to your wife, even more important than to you. This leads us to my next point, that if we as men, if we lose control before our wife has had her one, even one sexual peak, and sure, we, you know, you know, when I had premature ejaculation, what you did, what I, I did all the little tricks, right? Do everything you can, you know, to make things last longer and you try your best. But like I said, the game starts outside of the outside of the bedroom. Guys don't even realize that what they eat is, is the main reason that they have premature ejaculation. It's the main, main reason. 
So it doesn't matter how long you try to make it last. If your body is not in the right, is not uh, prepared properly, you will lose control. You will not last 20 minutes. And it takes women at least at the minimum 20 minutes. Some women, if they have, if they're frigid, because man, listen, there are millions of wives who have never had a, have never had a, have never had a sexual peak with their husband. And they, they haven't. And so, some of them, it might take an hour for them to be able to have a fir- their first sexual peak or even longer. This is why it's important that you as a husband understand how to serve in this area and that you can never lose control until your wife has had her sexual peak. And, you, and then another thing, too, you've got to learn what that looks like in your wife. And every woman's different. Of course, you know that one. That, that's, that's, not a, that's not rocket science. Every woman is different. And so if you, you have your beloved wife there, this is why you hear me say you got to learn your mysteries of your woman. Learn the mysteries of your woman and stop jacking around and, and at the golf course. And hang out with at work 12, 15 hours a day. You can't even satisfy your woman. I hate that. Because I was like that and I hated in my I hated that in myself. But I learned how to do it. That's different between men and most men is when I have a problem with me, I don't look at other people. I look at me. That's the mark of a man. I don't be looking around for, well, it has got to be her. She's the problem. She's doing this. She's doing that. Yeah, okay, we can sit there and blame her, but what if that accomplished? That accomplished nothing. So this is why I don't want your wife to feel like she's used. She's being used. Women have that their whole life. From the time they're able to make love, to have sex, which is what, 16, 15, 13, 14, whatever that age is, and girls start having sex these days, most of the time it's 12, 13, 14 years old and stuff. They're used by men. They are. They all the men leave, all the men treat y'all think that well, she knew what she was she knew what I was, you know, she knew that we was just gonna have fun. But that ain't how the universe works. You know it, she knows it, and I know it. We all know that women, they're damaged the more sex they have with other different men, their soul becomes damaged, their body, their intellect becomes damaged, they emotionally become damaged. And so when you gotta, if you understand that, that women their whole life, they're not virgins anymore. So they have all this baggage and all these inhibitions and all this crap built, emotional crap they got inside of them because of men who basically said, Yeah, I care about you. I love you. Men will say anything to get in your legs, ladies. You know that, but you know, y'all don't know that. <laughs> y'all don't know that. You say you know it and then you let some jerk in again. But look, you know, that's the deal, you know. But the thing about it is, man, is we got to understand that women, they have been used their whole life. So when they get married, they actually believe that their husband's not going to use them anymore. Right. I'm never again going to have bad sex. That's kind of how they look at it. But guess what? That don't last long. Because, guys, you know, with the pressures of work, the pressures of, you know, the children and money and stuff like that, we, we stop Remember that our wife is number one and we start we start kind of neglecting her. We don't mean to. We don't mean to. It kind of just happens over time. And then the marital embrace becomes just a chore. Uh, it becomes a quickie for the husband and a chore for the wife. Um, and then everybody gets resentful because it's not proper. But trust me, man. When you make love properly, you become and your best friends and you involve God. And and you're and you're praying like you're supposed to, man. Your 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 intimacy becomes out of this world. It becomes beautiful every single time. Not just one in one. Not just vacation sex, right? It's it's beautiful every time. And this is this is how you must start to look at it. It will serve you well. But that first comes with your sexual health, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, that as a man, you've got to learn to take care of your body properly so that you can be a, a world-class lover. And that what that means is you have to have be able to perform at a, at, at a proper level that it takes to be that kind of lover for your wife and for God. And people, they're not going to, people. most people when I talk like this, they don't understand what I'm talking about. That's because they don't want to understand. They don't want to understand because people like doing what they're doing. They like do what they do. They like that, you know, but when it comes to doing the proper work, it takes work to be a great lover. It does. 
It really does. This is not, everybody's not Casanova here. Casanova ain't Casanova. <laughs> so that's all right. Next, uh, sacrifice number nine. Two more, y'all. Two more. Oh, this is fun. So sacrifice number nine, uh, begin the practice of the gift of 10. Now, I'm going to say what I said the other day about that is You've got to understand what sexual peaks mean to women. It, it the, They don't even really realize it. The, the reason why is because, remember, for, for women, the marital embrace is psychological. It's, 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 um, it's, it's physical. It's emotional. And it's spiritual. It's all of that, man. And I want, and, and you guys got to understand that. And so, when you when you're making love with your wife, you got to understand that she has a lot of, especially if your wife before you came along, had a, was with a crazy dude or something, and he beat her or he abused her or she's had an abortions or she's had miscarriages or she's had sex with multiple partners before she met you. This is a lot of emotional pain built up. Remember, I was talking about in the other gift that your wife, man, she, uh, every man that was ever in, in, every man that was in your wife's life before you came along left her. Otherwise, you wouldn't be there. <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't be there, right? So if you understand that in your wife's mind, every time this guy, your wife, the reason a lot of women give us problems is because they think, well, eventually we're going to leave anyway. They don't mean to think that way, but that's just kind of how it ends up being. Why? Because every man before you left, so why ain't you going to leave too? Right? Because every man before you promised her the world. Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, I love you. Oh, we're going to be together forever. Let's move in together. Let's share our bills. Let's do all this stuff that we're that you know let's do all this stuff to act like we married and that's just playing house living together just playing house don't mean a dang on thing okay and so what does a man do we 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 have free sex for a year two years three years four years hell i knew a woman i worked at the post office she was with this man a very attractive girl too she's in her third late 30s or something early maybe i don't know she lived with this guy for 13 years man she was with this guy for 13 years, man. And so me being me, and at this time I wasn't a marriage coach. This was many, many years ago. I wasn't a marriage coach. And I, I asked, I said, well, you going to, I mean, when are you, when y'all going to get married? Is he ever going to ask you to marry him? Oh, you know, I ain't worried about that. I ain't worried about that. But she's lying. She's still with him because she has the hope that eventually he will man up and he will ask her to marry her. Why? Because they bought it together and she loves him and she can't let him go. Remember I told you the other last uh, Friday, once a woman's bond, once you make love to a woman, once you, well, I don't say make love, it could, once you have sex with a woman and, and she has a sexual peak, dude, it's very hard for her to get to, to leave you. That's why women stay with dudes that beat them up and stuff and mistreat them and treat them bad and stuff. Because they come up with every excuse why he's going to change and he really didn't mean it and he really does love me. No, this is the power you have as a man. That when you have sex with a woman, you have basically used the, the power that God has given you to bond with that woman so that you guys can can have a lifelong relationship and you, you can get the grace to, to be together and love each other. But when we do that outside of marriage, which is not what sex is meant for, and I know people don't like me saying that, but it's the truth. Everybody knows. Everybody knows the first time that they ever had sex that there was the Holy Spirit in their hands telling them, don't do that. You're going to regret that. You're a virgin. Don't have sex with this dude. Don't have sex with this girl. You're going to screw up your life. The Holy Spirit is screaming at you to not do it. But what do we do? We do it anyway. And then guess what? The Holy Spirit was right, right? Because then as a man, we uh, we have a sexual peak. Where we, have an, uh, we lose control with a woman that we know we don't want her no more. We don't want her no more. Especially we use her up. We live with her for a year, two, three or four years. After a while, we want another woman. We don't want her no more. And I'm not saying every guy's like that, but man, we know all of us. All most men, that's how they are. But we've done it before and we 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 regret it. Like looking back at 56, seven years old, I just turned 57, uh, couple with the 20th of May. Looking back, man, 
I was a creep. I wasn't a bad guy as far as that, but I was very immoral. I was sleeping with girls and stuff, man, because that's what we all did. That's what you did, you know? And all of us, and looking back, we looking back now, I regret all of that. I caused a lot of pain. Don't even know it. Didn't even know it then. I do now because, I, you know, I I love Christ and I change, you know, I try to get things together. And as you as the man, of course, you had the same stuff and you feel bad, too. Especially if you're married, you look back and all the stuff you did, you know, you like, man, yeah, I, I had fun and stuff. And that was temporary. But, man, I, I kind of regret that. I kind of regret that because now I got kids. Right. So now you got kids. You're trying to tell your kids, you know, hey, don't do this. Don't do that. Stuff like that. And you hope they don't fall in the same footsteps you did, right? And that's what I'm trying to get you guys to understand, that your wife, sex to your wife is very important. It is not just a five-minute quickie. Quickies are a waste of time because you guys can't explore each other properly. You can't get into each other. You can't properly love each other. And it takes your wife 20 minutes to even warm up. When I say warm up, to be able to receive you as her husband, to her body to be ready for, emotionally ready for, you know. And like I said, if if a woman hasn't had an, um, a sexual peak with her husband ever, then it's going to take longer, like more like an hour, maybe even. And all that time, you cannot lose control. Look, look what I'm saying. If your wife has never... If a husband has a wife who has never had a sexual peak in all the years of their marriage and he's trying to learn and be a better lover and he understands, look, okay, I guess she 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 has she's friend frigid. And women will tell you that if you really sit them down and talk to them, they'll let you know that they've never had, you know what, an, an a sexual peak. They'll let you know if you really if they think you really want to know and that you're sincere. Okay. Um, and then what'll happen is, you know, she'll, you know, she'll tell you, and then it's your job as a man to figure out how to get it done. It's not her job. It's not your wife's job to have better sex. It's not, it's not because <laughs> it's not in her hands. Cause she's the receiver. It's in your hands. It's in your hands to understand your wife's body. It's in your hands to understand, uh, your wife and what that, you know, what that means and, and how, how she, you know, like I said, that how she, has sex, different sexual peaks and what excites her and stuff like that. It's your job. It's your job as the husband. Why? Because you are the server. Okay. So as many sexual peaks as your wife needs so that she feels you love her. Okay. So that's that one. Um, sacrifice number 10, the last one for the day. Um, sacrifice 10, ask your beloved, am I fulfilling you sexually? And why do I say that's a sacrifice? Because I've been talking about it for the last two episodes. We just, we are scared. And I really mean scared. We are intimidated because we don't want to know the truth about if our, we ask our wife, you know, how is our sex life? How is our, how is the marital embrace? Is it, are, am I loving enough? Am I caring enough? Um, am I giving you what you need? These are questions that we should be talking about. Not sitting there guessing, you know. I hate guessing. I need. I'm a man. I'm. I'm a. I'm a logical man. I need information. I'm Captain Kirk. That's my man. <laughs> I need as much information as I can get. And if the more information I have, the better I can perform. The better I can get the needs of my wife. The more I can love her, the more she'll love me. And the more we bond together, which brings us closer to God and closer to our families. Okay, dude. This is this is this is world class understanding stuff. Okay, now as a significant problem for men, it's as a significant problem for men today, many of us are effeminate, and we refuse toughness in any form. We want we want comfort, pleasure, and forever an easy chair. Anything that makes us uncomfortable, we won't do. Well, you want the answer to the question: What can a husband do to save his marriage when his wife is given up? This question is as important as important place to start as any many wives today feel insecure unhappy unfulfilled and void of exhaustive love from you their husband i'm willing to declare that your words no longer work for your wife she in most cases are tired of the talk she now wants action furthermore you must ask this question you may get the truth or you may not it doesn't matter 
You'll be able to read her body language. Observing this will give you the answers that you need. However, when you get the answer, I suspect you'll want to fix it. But first, you must have the courage to ask the question. If you are not in marriage, if you're in marriage crisis right now, of course, sex is not on the table for you. Okay, your wife don't want it. She if she's wants space and she wants, you know, she wants a divorce. So she's, you know, all that kind of, you know, all that stuff by now. Then, yeah, you're right. Sex inside the bedroom is off the table. But what I'm, I tell every man in my program is you got to learn the lessons. You got to understand what intimacy is really about because that is what's going to keep your wife. Okay. Intimacy outside the bedroom. You got to learn that and what that means and how to perform it, how to make love to your wife outside the bedroom. And if you're having, if you're in marriage crisis, I guarantee you that's one of the things, one of the top things that has really hurt your marriage that, you know, neglect. Basically what intimacy outside the bedroom is, is basically neglect that your wife feels neglected, which means what? I just feel that he doesn't care about me. That he just treats me all kind of way. He just kind of treats me like everybody, everybody else, you know. And man, women don't play that. They don't like that game. So that is the ten, guys. That's the ten. And I hope that um, I didn't offend y'all too bad. <laughs> I tried to. <laughs> I tried to curb it. I go a lot deeper in the program because, well, it's the program. But um, I want you guys to really understand. I hope I didn't offend anybody. And if I did, I am sorry. But this is important that you must, your mindset is the key to this whole thing. The mindset to save your marriage is the key. And if you don't understand intimacy and what it means for your wife, it's very hard for you to, uh, to take care of business. And so we'll be right back because it looks like we have a call and that will be the bomb. Thank you. Let's talk about your Catholic marriage problems. Weekdays, 10 a.m. Eastern, live streamed on the Catholic Alpha Radical Facebook page and CatholicAlpha.com. Okay, we have a call, and so I am going to, hopefully my technology is working good today, so let me bring him on. Let's see, talk. I was almost done, too, for the day. Hello there, caller. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Good. How about you? I'm doing okay. You just caught me because I was ready to sign off, but I want to help. So, what can I do for you today, brother? After this holiday, this holiday weekend. Uh, I've married my wife for uh, twelve years, and uh, uh, for the past, I would say two or three years, I feel like she doesn't show uh, she loves me enough. Um, uh, she doesn't really, um. Uh, Say I love you when I kiss her. She doesn't really wear in public. She doesn't like to hold my hand. And how do I explain? How do I explain to her or get through to her that I feel that she doesn't love me enough without seeing seeming um, needy? Um, wow, that's a great question. Um, so here it all boils down to you as the husband. Usually. There are yeah, there are some women that just aren't affectionate people, right? Like if you don't love them, then even if even if you know they're just not touchy feely, they're just not some. There's some women like that, but what I've learned is when you have a woman like that, you have to bring the passion out in her. And so, a lot of times we as men we think, well, she should. She's not telling me if she does me. She's not doing this first. She's not doing that. And remember, what if you listen to the show today, the main thing we got to understand as a man is we ought to always flip it around and look at ourselves and say, what can we do to make my life, my wife want to kiss me, to make my wife want to tell me she loves me, to make my wife want to make love to me? You know what I'm saying? And then we look in the mirror and we fix ourselves and we we figure that stuff out. And then after we do that, we sit our wife down and we have a conversation with her and then we be very genuine and we say, I'm, I'm having a problem and I want to talk to you about it and I want to, I was wondering if you can help me and of course she's going to say yeah and you tell her no that you ask her, I feel that you don't tell me you love me enough, I feel that we're not intimate enough, we're not, we don't hug enough, we don't hold hands enough, is there a problem? And if you let her know that you really, really want to know Man, she will tell you. 
or it might not be nothing. And then in that case, if it's nothing, then what you say is, well, you would like more of that. I would like you to hug me more. I would like us to kiss more. I would like us to hold hands more. I would like us to have deeper conversations more. I would like us to make love more. And then as your wife, if, 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 if she... You know, if she feels that you love her and there's no problem, then she will do it. Most women will do it. Okay. So the the, the, the just to re just to reiterate is the main thing is, man, when you feel there's a problem in your marriage, you always look at yourself first. Always, always, always. And then to double down on that, you ask your wife, is there a problem? Like, what can you do to do better? You see what I'm saying? Yes. What do you think? Um, is that too much, man? <laughs> uh, yeah, I would just say she used to be like when we first started. She was more, you know, touchy feely and stuff. I just know it'd be different if she wasn't like if she wasn't like off the jump. But like the past couple of years, I know it just went away. So that goes back to what I'm saying. Remember, that goes back yeah. to you. Is something. Basically, it's moving the emotional connection. So in that case, the emotional connection is leaving. And so you've got to get it back. So you're the leader. You that's what I'm saying. You got to look at yourself and see it like, what was I doing? When we first were married that I'm not doing now. That's the first question you ask yourself. Like, what was I doing then that I'm not doing now? Because you said she was loving you and, and, and she was she was all over you and you guys made love and you held hands. And you do all this normal stuff that couples in love do. But now it's not like that. So obviously the, the core problem is your wife. The, the emotional closeness in your marriage is starting to leave. Your wife feels it and she don't know what to do, but she's getting she's getting colder. So you got to fix that like right now. All right. All right. Thanks, man. Have a good day. All right, thank you. All right, bye. All right, all right. I hope y'all got that call. That was a good call. That was a good question. Very good question. And it comes down to what was I doing before that I ain't doing now? That's and then and then what you do is you improve up on that. You just don't, you know, a lot of times in marriage, we just do we just do the minimum it takes to get by. But just think about that. If we do everything like that in our life, like our job or taking care of our car, relationship with our children, I mean, that never really works out, does it? You know, you know, it's, it's the difference between getting an A in school and getting a C in school. Um, you know, you don't get in the best colleges getting C's and D's, right? You get in the best colleges getting A's. And so if you, you know, most people are very smart. They can, they can, they, once they learn the system, they can figure school out, right? It ain't that deep, right? Once they learn the system. And if you, if you're not that, if you're not, uh, that good in school, if you try hard, you can at least get B's and B pluses. Everybody knows that. New people who get C's. They're just average. They not. There's not that they're average people. They're just their actions are average. They're not trying to really do what they the best they can. But in your marriage, if you do that, you will lose your wife. If a man does that in his marriage, he will lose the fire and desire and passion. His marriage will become mediocre, and he won't even like his marriage. His wife definitely gonna like his marriage, and I feel sorry for that. I don't like. I, I don't want that for you. You know, because I don't want that. I don't want that for myself. And so this is how why I ask guys to learn. Don't sit on your laurels and 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 get out of this situation that you're in. Or if you're not in a bad situation, continue to make it grow and better, just like your relationship with God. And so at that, we are done for the day. And in conclusion, as we always do, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict the 16th, which states society offers you comfort. But you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. 
Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.